There's healing in the name of There's salvation in the name of The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Nkepo of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Nkepo is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now... Here's today's message. Hallelujah. Please be seated. This is the way I wanted to be. This is the way. This is the way I wanted to be. You want to be A. A, I wanna be a. A, I wanna be a. A, a, I wanna be a. This is the way I want to be. Come on. This is the way I want to be. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
set of church planters. The mindset. Of church planters. All those of us here. Our minds must work in a certain way. Now, when we say mindset, what does it mean? Number one, it means attitude. So, the attitude that a church planter, planter must have. Amen. It also means ethos. A-T-H-O-S. Ethos. Belief. Principle. Philosophy. It means mentality. It means mental makeup. It means mind, psyche, way of thinking. Do you understand it? Way of thinking, psyche, mind, mentality, mental makeup, ethos, attitude. Behaviorism. How you behave. Amen. Alright, so if you are going to be a church planter, how must your mind work? 
Philippians chapter 2 and from verse 5. Philippians chapter 2 and from verse 5. Verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ had a way of thinking, which made him to do the things he did. Hallelujah. You see, before you can successfully do something, you have to think in a certain way. That way of thinking is your mindset. For example, if you think that, if you think that where you are, you cannot prosper, then you will never be able to prosper. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you in the town where you are eh, naturally speaking, it looks as if that you can't prosper there. Can I see your hand? No, where you are. But when you look around, you don't see eh? Can I see your hand? But, but how many of you have realized that in that town, there are rich people? And, and many of the rich people, don't, they have not gone anywhere. They have been there and they have prospered there. And they even said that maybe if you have been covered here, I won't go anywhere. If somebody has prospered, then you can also prosper there. Only that you have to change how you think. How you think. Yes. For example, those of you in the north, the land is free or cheap. Is that not the case? Oh, it's true, it's true. The land is big, it's just there. So maybe you should become a millet farmer. As you are doing the church. A big millet farm. And your church members will be working there as their job. Young farmer. Yes. You should even buy land and keep. So you have land here, land here, land here, land here. Then you wore it, wore it. Twenty years from now, people will be looking for land. When you sell one, you're finished. But, but you see, your mind is brought that this place, we don't prosper here. So, for us to be able to do the work of the kingdom and to plant churches, our minds must be working in a certain way. The mind of Jesus had to work in a certain way for him to do what he did. You see, the Bible says, Who being in the form of God, taught it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of reputation. I'm God, but okay. For the next 33 years, eh, I, I just deny myself. I'm going to be a man. It was a decision that he took 
Because his mind worked in a certain way. That is the only way I can bring salvation to the creatures that we have created. If I don't do that, we cannot save them. Amen? Do you understand it? If you are a wife of a missionary, you can be content or you may not be content. Yes. If you decide that, look, as we are here, I don't need to dress to go to a lot of places. There's no restaurant I'm going. There's no... So if I have three dresses, two shoes, it's okay. It's okay. Because most of the people, they don't have anything. When you put on your dress, you are more than the queen of England. So you don't need to have the pressure of buying a lot of dresses. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. Are you getting that? Yeah. So, what mindset does God wants us to have as we are launching into church planting? Are you getting that? Uh, have you eaten? Okay, don't worry. We are going to close early. This camp, will not, we don't, you know. Hallelujah. Number one, understand that God is monitoring your works. Understand that God is monitoring your works. Hallelujah. God is monitoring every one of us. Yes. God is monitoring your ways. God is looking at us. Every one of us. That is why the scripture says that for we shall all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And we shall receive the things which was done in our bodies. Whether Good. Yes, How can that happen? Unless we are not, unless we are monitored. God is monitoring us. Now listen to this. How many of you have realized that no matter how bad a worker is, once he knows that he's being monitored. <laughs> At least once he knows that he's being monitored, you do the right thing. That is why when you go to develop places where there are big shopping malls, look, you won't believe it, but like from here, Eh, to where the the residences are. It's a shopping mall. 
speak. And they have arranged the things. And as you are moving, nobody seems to be following you. Nobody is monitoring you. But they have CCTVs all over. All over. And there are people seated somewhere. So you are taking something you are putting into your pocket. They won't say anything. No, no one will come to you. You have taken something you put in your pocket. Nobody will say anything. But when you get to the counter, you have to remove that thing and pay. If you don't do it, then you cross. You see. The gifts and the callings that God has given to you, God is monitoring. You see, you see them. You see, you see them. If God has given the talent to sing, are you singing? Are you singing? Do you get it? God is monitoring. By the way, at this time you can have a beloved. I have my daughter here. Let me, let me introduce my daughter. Look, listen. This one, if you choose her, you are finished. I'll be introducing my sons and my daughters. Ahem. Ahem. All right. Choose her. Sit down. Sit down. It's all part of the church planting. The church planting, we gather. Some of the sheep that you gather become very close to you. You have to drink the milk of the sheep. to offer at his own child. Who planted a vineyard and not drink? Eh? So some of the sheep, as we are gathering, they look at these sheep and say, ah, that these sheep, instead of sleeping on the field, this sheep, I can bring her to the Sit down. Where's the anointing? You don't have. Okay, sit down. Sit down, sit down. All right. God is going to require from you an answer concerning what He has put 
in you. He's going to ask you what you have done of his gifts. God is going to require from you things he has given to you. He will require of your works. Yes. It is interesting that in the seven letters written to the seven churches, huh, one phrase was repeated over and over. I know that works. Which works are these? Whatever these are, it must be important for every church to have these works fully in place. And what is the work that is most important to Jesus? The works that are most important to Jesus is what he himself came to do. What did he come to do? He came to preach. He came to teach. He came to heal the sick. He came to seek and to save the lost. Is that what church planting is about? Yes. And Jesus has instructed all of us to go and gather people. Therefore, he's monitoring. As he's keeping you on earth for 15 years, 22 years, 27 years, 35 years, 42 years, he's monitoring. Monitoring. Why the gatherings? Stand up, brother. I'm a church planter. You. How old are you? 24. Where are the gatherings? Have you gathered anybody? Do you have a church? Look at it. After 24 years. God is monitoring. Do you understand it? So your mind must work that God is monitoring me. All of us. All of us. That's how our mind must work. God is monitoring. Am I using my gift? Am I doing what he wants me to do? And one of the things that Jesus has said we should go and do is to build churches. Yes. He himself is building a church. The mindset of a church planter. So it's not a simple matter. You see, those of you that your pastors have brought you here. They really love you. And God loves you. Because, yes, it's a good place for you to clap your hands for me. Because you are being given the opportunity to do what God has been expecting you to do, but you have not been doing. Look at this, 24 years. And some of you have two times his age. One and a half his age. You've not done anything. Hey! My brother there, this one. Yes, please stand up. No, this one. Please, how old are you? 47. Do you have a church? For 47 years of breathing and out. And the clock is level just maybe two minutes. All of us, the clock just 
Hallelujah. Pastors, we must, our minds must work. He sent us to start churches. He said we should bear more fruit. So, if you have started one church, that's not enough. No. No. Yeah. You have to train more people and send them out. All your churches that you have started, I am part of starting that church. Because I trained you. So I count your church as part of my churches that are planted. Revelation chapter 2 and verse 2. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst not bear them which are evil and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and hast found them lies. I know thy works. Sister Stanham, Yes, you. God knows your works. God knows your works. He knows your works. Sit down, brother. Stand up, you. Yes. He knows your works. Know this one. That one, the one who stood up. Yes. He knows your works. He's monitoring. He's monitoring. On the 23rd December, we lost one of our best lay pastors. Yeah. Whenever I think about him, I think about the old lay ministry. Working hard. He was preaching at a convention at his church. His one church. He went Wednesday. Went Thursday. Friday, he came back from work and sat in the car. He was going with his assistant. On the way, he said, my heart. That was it. The clock had done. He didn't know. The clock, when he was leaving the house, the clock was 11.57. The clock. It's clocked by God. Because midnight, you have to go. In the realm of the spirit. Midnight, you have to go. That day when he was going, he didn't know. But in the realm of the spirit, when he left the house, it was 11.57. Three more minutes. Pow, midnight. Come home, brother. Come home. I, I, I was told, I saw the body within like one hour. When I looked at him, so that's why he's not dead. It's like, it's like he's asleep and he was gone. He was gone. That's why I realized that Jesus is very wild. Because I looked at the guy and said, This guy must wake him up. I should wake him up. But then I left him. I realized that Jesus is very wild. 
How many of you guys are Jesus as well? Hey. Who wants to raise up the dead that is chasing? Where is he? Where is Richmond? Yeah. Eh? Come and tell us what happened. Bishop, please, after Sunday service, my name is Richmond and I did him what in Kinebua Kudia Kudia Kudia. Sunday after service, a church member came and said, The brother is there, so we should. How old was the brother? Around 18 years. 18 years. So as we are going, I said, this no, So why did he come to tell you? We had started another branch, and I was the pastor there. So when we closed, he came to me that the brother is dead, so he wanted us to go to the house and greet the family. But as we were going, I had a mind. Because at that night, I've been also be praying. I was listening to Kennedy. I was charged already. So when I heard the message, I thought it was an opportunity. So even though he was thinking we are going to see the family, but in my mind, I said, I know something can happen. As we went there, the whole family, even the queen mother was around. So after greeting the family, and I asked her, where is the dead body? They said, oh. So the, I called one of the family members, and I said that, I believe we can pray for this person to rise. And he said that, no, no, no. If that is the case, you have to go and see the queen mother so that she will tell the king so that they can make the proper arrangement for that. So they went to the queen mother, they made the arrangement. He said, the queen mother said, I also believe in these things. So they gave us the room. I am one small boy. He was my shepherd. When we went there, the guy was lying down. They have closed the casket. Then I asked them to open it. When they opened, he was there, dead. So, as I started praying, I realized the people were afraid. So I asked them to go out. So as we were there, there were so many people talking outside. Hey, this pastor, he does that. We are going to buy him chairs in the church. People were saying so many things. Said, hey, God. We started praying. We prayed, we prayed, prayed about 20 minutes. Nothing was happening. We didn't know how to go out. And we didn't know how to stay inside too. So I just told the guy that we have to go out because time is also fast spent here. As we went out, I went to see the queen mother. I finished everything and we are believing that anything can happen. When I said that, the whole message was misinterpreted. He thought that I said the person will rise up, so they should wait. We are not going to bury the person. Whilst I was in the house, I've washed my hands, I was eating. I had a call that they, from the palace that they are still waiting. Oh, the person is still inside. And I said, oh, but I didn't say that the person 
All right. I said that we have finished what we are supposed to do. By the time I realized, they have sent guys to come for me. And my senior pastor Alex said that I should run quickly to the house so that we can run back to Kumase. Because a call came from Kumase that we have to run from the town and come. As I packed my things, no knowing people were waiting outside waiting for me. I said, Pastor, where are you going? Said, the Queen Mother said that you should come to the palace. So I have to put my things down and follow them to the palace. When we were there, a mob, people were there waiting to stone me with sticks. Said, ah, why? They said, that, no, because of you, we have stopped playing the music. We have stopped everything. We are waiting for the person to rise. No knowing the person is not rising. The person will not rise. So we went to the Queen Mother's palace. And he said, ah, but what is going on? And I explained everything to her. He said, ah, no, the people are saying that's not what you said. You said the person will rise. So they were also waiting. As we were there, they called from Kumase that they should protect us, they should guide us. So the police took me into the cell. And he said, ah, why? He said that if they don't put me there, the people will come inside and come and kill me. So they have to put me inside. So I was there for one day. Then the following morning, before they brought police cars from Kumasi to come for me, that was how I escaped from that town. <laughs> but, uh, but one day you raise the dead, I tell you now. God bless you. Hallelujah. Charlie, so Jesus was that one. One day he was passing through a town. He saw a funeral procession and said, Come. So, what's the problem? So, this young man said, Young man, get up. Go home. Stop. Then you got up. Hey! But I see you raising the dead. In the name of Jesus. Revelation chapter 2 and verse 9. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty. But thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them who say they are Jews and are not but are the synagogue of Satan. Revelation chapter 2 verse 9. I know thy works. Revelation chapter 2 verse 13. I know thy works. And where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is, and thou holdest fast my name, and hast not denied my faith, even in those days where in Atipas was my faithful martyr who was slain among you where Satan dwelleth. Revelation chapter 2 and verse 19, I know thy works. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 1, I know thy works. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 8, I know thy works. God did not say, I know thy houses and thy cars. He did not say, I know thy Mercedes Benz. He said, I know thy works. He did not say, I know thy degrees. 
He did not say, I know thy father and thy mother. He said, I know thy works. So, so that is why you must have some works. So when we are sending you to go and start churches, we are sending you to go and have works. That one day, when you stand before Jesus, he will say, I know that works. You did some works. You did some works. Amen. Please try not to sleep. We are going to tonight. We are we are breaking very early because many of you have traveled from far, so you have a good rest. So no problem. Sir Church. Number two. Church planting is the key to going all the way with God. Church planting is the key to going all the way with God. That's the mindset you should have. Yes. If you want to go all the way with God, get into church planting. See, church planting consumes you. It takes over everything. Your emotions, your mind, your strength, your everything. When you go into church planting, your life doesn't belong to you anymore. Your life now begins to benefit others. Jesus is able to use your life. Mark, Mark chapter 8 and verse 35. Mark chapter 8 and verse 35. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. Amen? How many of you want to lose your life of Christ? Eh? Do church planting. By the time you come home, you'll be tired. Yes. It will sap your strength. To sap your energy. Eh? And you'll be so happy to see people that drunkards, prostitutes, how many of you have seen some people in your church? Transformed by the power of the gospel. Eh? Yes. Hallelujah. Wow. Number three. You are expected to accomplish certain works whilst on earth. That is the mindset that you must have. That you are expected to accomplish certain works. Amen? Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, 8 to 10. You are expected. We are talking about mindset. So your mind must work that 
I'm expected to accomplish certain works as long as I live on earth. Your mind must work that as I'm living, God is monitoring my works. Your mind must work that the way for me to give my all to the Lord is to plant churches and to gather people and to care for the sheep. Look, anybody who's a good pastor, your life is totally sold out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Your life will be totally sold out. A good pastor. Don't have a good pastor. Why don't a good pastor? You'll be watching Kukumbuaja. Do you know Now that's my name for it. Pastor, you are sitting in the room. You have not done visitation. You have not done evangelism. Your income is low. And you are watching Kukumbuaja. If you have gathered your church members, Doing good sessions with them. <laughs> Ephesians 2 8 to 10. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works. Which God before ordained that we should walk in them. God has good works for you to do. That is why you are alive in the first place. Make no mistake. The only reason why you are still alive is to accomplish certain good works. I always remember a famous story that Bishop shared with us. He said one time, he was in England, and he took a black cab taxi to go to another part of the city. And the driver was a white man. So the bishop asked him, do you believe in God? And the white man said, no, I don't believe in God. The bishop asked him, do you believe in heaven and hell? And the driver said, no, I do not believe in heaven and hell. So I just going. Then the driver asked him, but you, do you believe in God? He said, oh yes, I believe in God. Then the driver asked, do you believe in heaven? He said, yes. The driver asked him that. Do you believe that heaven is better than earth? Nicer. There's more happiness. There, peaceful, no troubles. There. This is the driver asking the bishop. The bishop says, oh, cry. It's a wonderful place. Heaven is a wonderful place. So the driver asked him, if heaven is a better place, a wonderful place, 
Then why don't you kill yourself now and go to heaven? Do you understand this question? Yes. So Bishop said, before he could answer, he has gotten to his destination. So he could not get opportunity to answer. But as he was thinking about the question, he realized that the man has asked a very good question. Yes. And the reason why we are not killing ourselves as Christians to go to heaven now is because we have work here to do. How many churches have you planted? How many souls have you won? Do you understand it? So you can't go down? How many crusades have you had? How many conventions? Yes. You see? And God expects you to do certain works. The Bible says, which God ordained, which God before ordained, that we should walk in them. Check planters. Look, your coming here is a blessing. Because God is giving you the opportunity to start the work that you have not been doing, that you should have been doing. Yes. It is God's expectation that you do certain works. God is expecting us. Hmm? God is expecting us. God is expecting us. Amen. We are ordained to do certain good works on this earth. We cannot live until we have finished our work on One day, Kenneth Hagen had an experience in which he died physically. As his spirit ascended out of his body, he heard a voice saying, Go back! Go back! You have not finished your work on earth. His spirit returned to his body. And live for many more years, accomplishing the good works that God had called him to do. Amen? And by the way, you can't kill yourself because that's suicide. So you go to hell. You go to hell. God expects you to do some good works. May God use you. May God use you. One of the prayers that you should pray, and I pray it all the time, is see, Paul told Timothy, he said, make full proof of your ministry. In other words, do everything that is, that is concealed in your ministry. Yes. See, Jesus, Jesus was an apostle, was a prophet, was an evangelist, was a pastor, a shepherd was a teacher. He was everything. 
he fulfilled his ministry. Every time I see the bishop and all the things that he's doing, I can see a man on a mission to fulfill, on a mission to make full proof of his ministry. Yes, planting churches, preaching at crusades, training pastors, building churches, church buildings, writing books, preaching at conferences, so many things. And these are all the works that I believe he believes God wants him to do. What about you? What about you? Planting a church is giving you the opportunity to do those good works. So church planters, you are being in the church, sitting in the church, receiving the blessings and all that. Now God wants you also to go out there. Eh? If the church is the light, then planting the church is the best work. Jesus said, he said, let your light so shine. So he wants the church to shine brighter and brighter. How many of you are happy that you are going to do those good works? Wow. And you see, many of you the church planters, we are not going to pay you anything. I hope you know that. Or you tell me you're going to give you transport. I'm saying it right now. So tomorrow, after this session, tomorrow, or even tonight, pack your bag. You are going to use your own money eh, to travel to the place. Even when you rent the hall, pay for it. How much? Ten Ghana's this a month or whatever. Pay for it. Chairs. Buy twenty chairs and use. Don't come to your pastor. I did lay ministry for fourteen years. My wife and myself would pay for many things. We traveled to pastor very far all the time. We bent fuel. We used our car. We're happy. I used to travel around Ghana as a lay pastor. God gave me the opportunity to do some good works. If your mind works like that, you not think about being paid. So those of you who have told your friends that I'm going for a camp, that I'm going to start a church, and it's another employment for me, send them a WhatsApp right now. You rather are going to give. Michael, you are going to rent a place. I always tell the chaplain to look for a free place or a place that, look, 
they don't charge much. If you if they charge, you pay. Yes. Yes. That is the reason. This is this is the this is one of the most powerful weapons the Lord has given to us as a denomination to spread all over the world. Now, other denominations are learning. They say, come and teach us. There's a, a, a bishop of a church, a founder of a denomination. About two years ago or so, two, three years ago, he invited me for his conference. And I raised up an army of people for him. They, they never had anything like lay ministry. And I trained 80 of them for him between January to about June, May, June. Yeah. He was shocked. As the people were sitting down there, people from the bank, people from here, people from here, when he finished, send them out, some as branch to start branches, some of them to start uh, bustles, you know, and all that. But he was surprised. And when I was training them, I told them, not a penny. Not a penny. And they were happy. They kept on coming and coming and coming. It's your greatest opportunity to do something for the Lord. But it's a mindset. How many of you, your mind is beginning to work properly now? Yes. Amen. Number four. Wisdom is to be mindful of heaven and conscious of approaching eternity. Wisdom is to be mindful of heaven and conscious of approaching eternity. Wow. Most Christians, unfortunately, are thinking, are just thinking about earthly things. Money, cars, visas, power, influence, the honor of men. These thinking patterns are not wisdom. If you die without doing the works of the Lord, you will be a fool on the day of your death. Don't be deceived. Your time on earth is limited. After today, you will have one less day of opportunity. When today is finished, Today is what? 23rd of what? 9th of what? February. 2017. Let me tell you something. Do you know that this day can never be repeated? Anything you have to do today, when I give you the break, go and do it. So that you have done it today. After today. 
This day, 9th of February, 2017, will never happen again. So God will, and when midnight comes, this day is gone. Your days. Actually, the days they are not many. Take your calculator. The Bible said that the days of a man are 70. It is by virtue of 20. It gives us 80. So let's use 80. Do you have the 80? Huh? How many days are in one year? Multiply it. Sorry? 29. All the days. All the days. If you add the leap years and all that, maybe 30,000. 30,000 days. 30,000 days. Okay. Multiply your years that you have spent already. You multiply. And take it out of the 30,000. You have spent 11,000 already. You. <laughs> you are left 18,720. You see, you see, you didn't know. You didn't know. Wisdom is to think about what? Huh? Approaching eternity. People are shocked. Wisdom is to be mindful of heaven and, and conscious of approaching eternity. That's wisdom. When you think that way, hey, as someone, heaven is just now. Eternity is just now. You, it will help you to wake up, number one. Number two, to speed up. Speed up. Number three, to put away all useless things that... Now, if we are told that tomorrow, 6 p.m., you will die. What will you do? Listen, it's because we don't think that way. That's why I'm talking about the mindset of a church planter. The way your mind must work. The way your mind must work. You see, Jesus, that's the way his mind went. In John chapter 9, verse 4, he said, I'm at work the works of him that sent me while it is day. For the night cometh when no one can work.
This is the day. Now that you are young, now that you are strong, now that you, you have, you know, you can move around your legs without much pain. You can throw your hands about to preach without any restriction. This is your time. This is your opportunity. This is your time. This is your opportunity. This is your time. This is your opportunity. Those of you that we have brought here, church planters, God brought you here to give you this wisdom that your days are not many. You have been wasting a lot of time sitting in the church. Some of you have been grumbling against this, your pastors, murmuring against them. Some of you, some of you have been orangus. Some of you, you have not respected them. You know, one of the things that is going to happen to many of you is that you are not going to appreciate this, your pastors. Because we are going to see that to gather five people. To gather five people. No, watch and see. Many of you come to your pastor and say, Pastor, look, I came to tell you that you are a very, very great man of God. Many years ago, there were some pastors at the Colorado Cathedral. You know who Behaving that way. They were sent out. Oh, come back. Come back to the bishop. Say, Bishop, you're a great man. <laughs> Done well. You're a great man. It's not easy. Hallelujah. Wisdom is to be mindful of heaven and conscious. Conscious. Colossians. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ seated on the right hand of God, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Set your affection. Brother, from today, think only about heavenly things. Heavenly things. Think about judgment. When you stand before the Lord, what will he say? Pastor Benihim had a vision or a dream recently. How many of you heard him talking about that? He said in the vision, he, was, he had come to heaven. And he found himself in a long queue. And there was the gate to heaven. The Lord Jesus was standing there. And there was a woman that he knew who had died, who was playing a piano there. When you get, when it's your turn to stand before the Lord, and he nods, that is. The woman will play a very nice, melodious music. And then you'll be allowed into heaven. When you stand before the Lord, and he shakes the hell out of this. 
May he not shake his head when you stand there. Mercy. So when the Lord shook his head, the woman would play a terrible music and then be taken to hell. This is real, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube or somewhere. So when he got to his ten, talking about Pastor Ben when he got to his ten, he was looking at the Lord. The Lord was looking at him. And the Lord neither nodded nor shook his head. I was looking at him like this. And then he woke up from his sleep. When he woke up, see the Lord told him, said, don't blow it. I'll give you a second chance. Don't blow it. Charlie, whatever we have to do, to go to heaven. Whatever we have to do to go to heaven, we have to do it. That's why as pastors we have to be careful. So that we don't walk in darkness and do things as pastors that we shouldn't do. Thinking that nobody sees. He's watching us. Watching us. If he has not killed you, it does not mean that he is happy with what you are doing. Yes. What you are doing, if you should drop dead today, what will it mean to you? Walking in righteousness, walking in holiness, walking in truth before the Lord. It's not about whether somebody is watching you. Oh, it's between you and God. The Bible said that we stand naked before God with whom we have to do. If your mind works that way, you always keep yourself. But when you are not thinking about heaven, you are not thinking about eternity, you just live anyhow. You just live anyhow. If the Lord wants you to achieve 100, that is what he has prescribed for you. And right now, as you are 32 years, 33, 28 years, so you have spent 11,000 of your years out of the 30,000. You have spent 11,000. That is 19,000. And the Lord wants you to achieve 100. And now you have achieved only 5. Hey! Meanwhile, you have spent almost half of your days. How many of you realize that the days are not many at all? You see, you have not converted it that way before. No, everybody calculate yours. Give me the this. Let me also calculate mine. Take your phone and calculate yours. Your days. 
Ah, where's my phone? Ah, okay. So we can use this. So, um, come. Or oh, how do you cancel it? I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh-huh. Charlie, when I calculated my, it's not working. Out. Hey! It's almost finished. Have you calculated? And some of you are giving birth to children more than the work that you have to do. Your church has only 15 people in four years. And in that four years, you have four children. One every year. Do you understand that? Immediately you begin to think about heaven. Eternal judgment. Eternal rewards. Eh? Eternal rewards. All these things. Your mind will change. Yeah? Wow. You work faster. When I look at Bishop, that's what I see. He's working very fast. He's working all the time. He's working all his... I can see that. I can see that. He said, Jesus said, my father worked hitherto, and I work. So, brother, the days of sleeping are over. Watching TV, just going here, me going to, no, 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 no. We need to work. How many of you guys that we need to work? We need to work. More congregations, more churches, more fruit for the master. More congregations. More churches, more fruit for the master. I said more congregations, more churches. From today, your name is called the man of churches. When they see you at the quarter, they say, that pastor, that pastor, That pastor, you are like Mr. Uh, Sally. Do you know Mr. Sally? You don't know Mr. Sally? A certain young boy used to travel with his father. And everywhere they went, 
he saw for sale. You know, for sale. For sale. For sale. So he told his father, hey, this is Mr. Sally. He's very rich. Everywhere he's there. Everywhere. He, for sale. He thought I saw a human being. He said, Mr. Sally. Do you understand it? What you have been seeing for sale. People's lands, you know, people's lands for sale, people's cars. I know where they go. So I told the father, hey, this is Mr. Sally. He has money. Back. That will be your name. They will say, hey, this man, he's called a man of churches, a man of congregations, a man of fruits. May your days of fruitfulness come to an end in the name of Jesus. This is when we meet and we are talking. So, how many churches do you have? So I have six. So me, I have twelve. Yeah. Oh, how many churches? Oh, by the grace of God, I have twenty-seven now. So, okay. We also have uh, twenty-two. Yeah, that's all we must. Be. We must make our boasts in the work of the Lord. Yes. Thank God that you have bought a land. Thank God that you have built a church. Thank God that you have brought forth three children. Thank God for your car. Thank God for everything. But if you don't have churches, if you don't have churches, the, re- the main reason why you are alive, eh? you have missed the mark. Amen. Hmm? Titus chapter 2. From verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly. Righteously and godly in this present where pastors, church planters, God says we should live soberly, righteously, and godly, and godly, righteously, soberly, righteously, and godly, pastors. So when you are sleeping with your church member, as a pastor, and nobody knows about it, it's not about somebody knowing about you. How many of you have understood it? Yeah? Be conscious. Conscious. Stealing the church's money. Stealing the church's money. You are giving wrong figures.
11 people in 3 years. You say, but you write 48. Because you are not cautious of approaching eternity. You are not cautious of approaching eternity. Wow. Are you gone? I'm talking about the mindset of a church planter. The mindset. How, how your mind must work. Your mind, your makeup. Your way of thinking. So your way of thinking is that, hey, eternity is coming. Hey, heaven is coming. Hey, God is monitoring my works. Are you getting that? Yes. So where are the works? Some of you have been on the field for two years, three. You don't have a church. You don't. You don't have two members. And your wife has threatened to leave you and has left you. But you cannot stay there. God gave you the opportunity. Touch the heart of the bishop to train you free of charge. There was a time in the school, you remember, we used to give you food. And stipend. A uniform. Free books. The current school, we give them Mantano, 11 test books. Have you heard of the Mantano? And they will not study. Last week we sacked 47 of them. Including 17 international students. They have done about seven or eight exams, not past even one. Seven percent, eight percent, fifteen percent. Oh yeah. Just last week. Where's Khalifa? Is anybody here on campus? Any student? Please say. How many of them? Eh? Uh, 
Wow. How many of us are receiving wisdom? How many church planters are happy that your pastor brought you? Are you happy that your pastor brought you? Your life is going to turn around. Some of you ladies, you have always been thinking, who married me, who married me, who married me, who married you? All that is going to go away. You are now going to be involved in evangelism, soul winning, visitation. And as you are working for the Lord, oh, your marriage will come now. Yes. Wow. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldliness, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Verse 13, Titus 2.13 Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the, of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity, and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Yes. But watch. He said, verse 13, looking for that blessed hope. And the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus. That is what we must be looking for. Yeah, not riches, not buildings, not wealth, not fame, all of which, in any case, as you are serving the Lord, it will come to you. Jesus says, seek first the kingdom, and then all these things will come. So they should not be your preoccupation. The work, the souls, visiting them, caring for them, planting more churches, evangelizing, must be your preoccupation. Hallelujah. I hear you go home. The houses you are building, and the things we are acquiring have no real value. Jesus says, do not pile up things on earth. Why did he say so? Is Jesus against us having nice things? Certainly not. He was giving us the highest kind of wisdom to live with eternity in mind and to believe in the resurrection. The more eternity conscious we are, the wiser we will be. Do a little calculation right now. How many more years will you live on earth after reading this book? Compare this with the many years you spent in eternity. The way you spend your 70 years on earth will determine how you will spend millions of years in eternity. Don't be like the rich fool, the rich young fool, who thought that life was only an earthly life. He was planning various things when the Lord said unto him, Thou fool, 
Tonight, I require thy soul from thee. That very night, the Lord called him up to heaven in spite of his earthly plans. God knows the day he's going to call you to account. Get ready with your works. Because he knows your works. Hallelujah. Is God speaking to us? The mindset of a church planter. Number one, understand that God is monitoring your work. Number two, church planting is the key to going all the way with God. Is that not so? Number three, you are expected to accomplish certain works whilst on earth. Huh? Number four, Wisdom is to be mindful of heaven and conscious of approaching eternity. And number five, you were created to be more than a good person in the society. You were created to be more than a good person in the society. We were not created so that we would just be good people. We were created to do certain good works. These good works were ordained by God and not by you. In other words, God has already determined the works that you are supposed to do. No one can do anything to impress God. Your goodness, your morality, your uprightness, Hello, hello, hello. Um, I need a key for room 355. If you are here, let me have it. You left your tap on and the water is gushing out. So hello? Right. So please, we don't have to do that, okay? Yeah. Make sure that your tap is closed up. Some of you forget because where you are now. Hallelujah. No one can do anything to impress God. Your goodness, your morality, your uprightness, and your perfection will not impress God. To please God is to do what He says you should do. That's the only way to please God. Hallelujah. Do you understand it? To please God is to do what God wants you to do. That's all. That is why God was anointed of Samuel, uh, King Saul. First Samuel 15, 22. He was so angry. He said, listen, I told you, go and do this. You didn't do it. You have lost your kingdom. And he said, I have found a man after my heart who will do everything that I tell you. How many of you want God to like you? Do what he says you should do. Yes. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, that must be our 
mind as we are getting ready to plant churches. Stand to your feet and lift up your hands and just thank God. Lift up your hands and thank the Lord. Lift up your hands. Shibali antere mose. Yandiri boho kaliba hatale mosente shete. Zinde boka baba batale moshi patare mondeles. Thank God for the opportunity to plant churches. Lift up your hands. Thank you for bringing you this far. You could have even been dead before this day. And you wouldn't have done anything. But I want to say, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity. Yes, Lord. Lift up your hands. Yes. My life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself. I give myself to you. Oh, my life is not my own. To you I belong. Lift up your hands. I give myself. I give myself to you. I give myself away. Oh, lift up your hands up to you. Myself away, so
master. Lord, you used to come to our church in the last Lord, may I bear fruit, the Lord. May I bear fruit in the glory, Lord. All about confirmation, Lord. Lord, you are standing, Lord. All about you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. upon our lives. Give us speed. Give us speed. Give us speed. Give us speed. Lord, what should be done in five years? Let us do it in six months. In the name of Jesus. Speed. 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 Grace. Fruitfulness. Give us more church planters. More workers. Churches everywhere. Churches everywhere. Churches everywhere. 
Churches everywhere. Churches everywhere. We thank you. We give you the praise. In Jesus' name. This is the air I breathe. This is the is going to use you. You are going to have more congregations. You are going to have more churches. God is going to make you fruitful. God is going to give you a lot of people to help you. Yes. One day you will have a camp of your shepherds. A conference of your shepherds. There will be 300 of them sitting there. There will be 100 of them sitting there. There will be 500 of them sitting there. It will happen to you. There will be 1,000 of them sitting there. It will happen to you. For the Lord is going to use you. Father, thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. May be seated. Hallelujah.
believe you have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegon, opposite the Collegon Main Gate. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His presence service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gain, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant You Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek importation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For prayer, counseling and further inquiries, Please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.